Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to our Top of the Discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 53rd year. Each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and Western New York community, and in fact, connecting to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Now, today's program is live, so you can call and you can join our discussion. I hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. And so just in flash news this week, we find that Donald Trump's administration, um, excuse me, some 13 agencies in his administration are predicting that there will be a 10% shrinkage in uh, U.S. Uh, gross domestic product by the end of this century uh, due to climate change. However, Hollow Man resists and acts uh, to actually make the problem worse rather than make the problems better. His education secretary is working to accredit private schools that now have lost their accreditation due to low, uh, uh, low standards, uh, academic performance, and abusive student loan practices. But I really want to take us back uh, to the most recent election, our, our, our uh, midterm elections in uh, the first week of December of this year, or, or excuse me, of November of this year. I want to take you, take you to, to, to an article, <coughs> excuse me, written by Greg uh, Palast uh, in the Tom Hartman report that was titled, What We Must Do Now, Abrams, Georgia, and Something Extraordinary. Uh, here is an election uh, that uh, this is a report uh, uh, by Greg Palast on this election. Here's an election. Uh, Brian Kemp in Georgia supposedly won by less than 20,000 votes, where 340,000 votes were prevented from being cast. Stacey Adams, the candidate who was running against Brian Kemp, who not only was running for governor, he was also the secretary of state and therefore was the one who governed the election processes, governed who was able to get registered to vote, who was able to cast a vote, whose provisional votes uh, uh, would be counted if they were not uh, uh, considered to be regular votes uh, when they were cast and so on. And so uh, we found that uh, there was actually 340,000 voters who were prevented from uh, fr fr from being able to register to vote in the first place or who had registered to vote but had their registrations canceled uh, because of uh, some procedural issue that the uh, Brian Kemp administration created. Even a 92-year-old woman, Christine Jordan, uh, was purged from the polls, uh, the polls, even though she had voted uh, every year for the past 50 years. The immediate weapon uh, in this fight will be litigation against the state of Georgia to show that the election was hopelessly uh, tainted under which uh, Georgia statute could uh, a Georgia statute could result in a court throwing out the entire uh, election. 
That is why Abrams technically did not concede, but rather dropped her claim uh, to office. Lawyers will understand that she had had to do this in order to maintain standing uh, in this case. She is the first Democratic candidate to demand an end to racist ethnic cleansing of voter rolls. And I know that some uh, callers will say, why do you always bring up race, you know, in these issues? But the reality is that the people who did the cleansing, they brought up race. If you remember, uh, there was a... uh, Uh, A similar elections official in the state of Pennsylvania who said that, you know, of of the things that they were working to get done, that voter suppression, being able to keep, you know, uh, uh, several tens of thousands of people off the the voter rolls was going to guarantee that Trump was going to win the election in Pennsylvania. That was not a uh, uh, us injecting race into the uh, uh, the issue that was the election official who was cleansing people from the, the the voting rolls. He was the one who said he was doing this for that reason. Our investigation or, or Greg Palaspa investigation produced uh, the names and addresses of 340,134 voters wrongly purged for supposedly moving out of Georgia or out of their c- congressional districts. But these were voters who had never moved at all. Not only did they not move out of Georgia or move out of their congressional districts, they had never moved, period. And yet these 340,000 voters had their registrations canceled by the state of Georgia. According to a lawsuit by Greg Palast against Kemp and his successors uh, that continues in Atlanta federal court, um, he says it's Jim Crow all, all over again. Uh, attorneys for, for Greg Palast investigative fund have also filed notices of suit in 25 other states that employ the, uh, uh, the voter erasing games. Uh, and in, in according to that, well, I'm going to go into the detail on that. Um, but, but Kemp had, a, had a, a sort of a system of how he was going to get this done. Any American that signs a statement that he or she is a citizen and provides a local address has the right to vote provisionally. If courts would order the counting of provisional uh, ballots of those uh, wrongly purged, uh, then Stacey Adams actually would be governor right now. The GOP clearly thought of that. They simply refused to count the provisional uh, ballots. So you had over 340,000 Georgia voters purged uh, from the voting roster uh, because of a claim that they had moved from their their addresses when they had not moved at all. You have people who uh, asked for provisional uh, ballots uh, and their provisional ballot, if they got the provisional ballots, they were not counted. Then you had others uh, in Georgia where the election officials in the uh, uh, voting place refused to give people provisional ballots in the first place. So you have you have it uh, uh, on you, you have a court Excuse me, you can't have a court order counting the ballots if the ballots were never cast in the first place. So we even have an official caught on on camera, according to Greg Palas uh, report, uh, refusing a legitimate request for a provisional ballot. So this is not something that somebody is making up. This is something that's actually recorded on camera. Uh, and I know I just got a couple of minutes. Uh, let me just kind of get to the, the, the some some of the other pieces of this. In fact. Before I go any further on that, let me just uh, uh, put another piece of of thought out here uh, for you that I have been just trying to work my way through. Oh, goodness, I lost my place. So there we go. Um, 
This is an article written by Sabrina Ta- Tavernese. Uh, why the uh, the announcement of a looming white ma- minority makes demographer- demographers nervous in the New York Times. This was just passed uh, on November 22nd. It's of interest uh, from from my frame of view to observe the thought processes of the people who are supposedly progressive, who proclaim that they have a passion for truth and a belief that a country that centers itself and its people on the values of human rights, on a belief in the equality of all human beings and a trust in those beliefs will always produce those values in its institutions and the manner in which those institutions operate. As a Christian, I have made myself trust that if I react to behaviors and events reasonably close to the patterns and lessons of the teachings of the one Christ, my life will work out in my favor over the course of time. I have to trust in the teachings, even in the face of evidence that appears to the contrary. If I don't trust in my values and the teachings that have kept me, I will slip into a tit-for-tat, eye-for-an-eye type of reasoning that will only lead to a compounding of the very things I opposed and that I detest. In the article that I referenced just a moment ago, which appeared in Friday's New York Times, uh, this article seemed to be written by a person who was a well-meaning individual. In studying these, these census data, this former Census Bureau director found a trend analysis that indicated that if current patterns hold, by 2044, fewer than half of all Americans will be persons who can be described as white or generally as Euro-Caucasian human beings. White Americans, according to the census, would then lose their majority status and become a minority in America. He and his associate researchers have become worried about this, concerned that this would lead to a white backlash. He felt that a large portion of whites would feel threatened by America becoming a majority-minority country. There are... Uh, He felt that America's white nationalist population would look at these trends sort of as a doomsday clock counting down to the end of the day of white racial and cultural uh, dominance. He felt that progressives in this country would see this trend as a political triumph, believing that the vast majority of minorities would vote to elect Democrats. Somehow Democrats are always characterized as being liberals, yet there are many conservative Democrats. Even within the camp of liberals, there are differences. There are economic liberals and there are progressive liberals. Uh, Economic liberals try to use the shared wealth of Americans called taxes to achieve what they believe to be critically desirable social ends like national or universal health care, stronger job growth, increased exports of, uh, of American goods to other countries, defending the nation's air quality, global temperatures, clean water, and so on. Economic liberalism has used... Has, has typically focused on using the government's treasury as a means to an end. Economic progressives, on the other hand, see the government as setting parameters and channeling capitalism's profit motive into social priorities and preventing that profit motive from spinning out of control. They work through government to get laws passed, setting food safety standards, minimum wage laws, labor laws, financial rules, enforcement agencies, regardless of their impact on profits. The social good takes precedence over Profitability. I'm going to come back to this over the course of this program, but I want to get to my callers real quick. Let me get to Tony right now and see what his thoughts are. Tony, how are you doing out there? Yeah, it's a great Black Saturday. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a profit a Saturday. Business, and a small business uh, Saturday. Small business Saturday, yep. Yeah, right. First of all, you had a caller last week that accused President Obama of sending troops uh, for purposes of uh, holding back immigrants from coming into the country. Do you remember that? Yep. Well, that's false, because President Obama 
I think it was, yes, it was in 2010, sent 1,200 troops to the border. These, these were an operation called Phoenix. Right. Operation Phoenix. And that purpose of the sending of troops was for drug, to seizure of drugs. Right. It had nothing with holding back immigrants. So the President Trump, excuse me, President Obama, has never sent troops to hold back people from entering the country. Right. That's 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 a fact. So I'll get that right out. Right now, the, the Mr. Trump poses a real danger to this country and to the world. You know, if you look at the Constitution of the United States, there are in Article Two uh, only four sections that talk about what the president can is and can do. Mm-hmm. Only four sections. Right. The, and the fourth section says no state, excuse me, the fourth section says president, vice president, also officer of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, and other high crimes and misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, that's, that, in other words, the powers that, the founding fathers gave to the president were limited. Right. Uh, On purpose. They were limited on purpose. They didn't want to create a king. Absolutely. They they were too well aware of having King George and other other kinds of people. Now, so far, this man, supposedly our president, canceled our our agreement with Iran on nuclear... A treaty ban. Remember that, mm-hmm. that we, President Obama had? Right. Well, guess what has just happened, according to the morning uh, morning news I just saw a few minutes ago. The Saudis now want nuclear fission materials. On their own. So, right. Th- pardon? They want it on their own. They don't want to buy the material from somebody yeah. else. They want to be able to create the material themselves so that they can also become a nuclear power. Exactly, and build a bomb with ninety percent of the of pure uranium. Right. Unbelievable! Another thing that this uh, president's done is he's created more problems for the opioid crisis mm-hmm. because he has forced the easing of regulations and then bringing in of opioids. By in fact, pharmacies overseas. I think you saw that this week, right? Yep, that's right. I mean, we have a we're having an opioid crisis. There's no money to spend on on helping people because they 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 cut the budget. It's incredible. But I'll tell you something. He made a real mistake in getting rid of Jeff Sessions, hmm. and I'll tell you I'll tell you exactly why. And I asked the question of a, of a person involved in the law this morning: Is it possible to close the border? Well, the White House in .gov uh, had, in the year of January 25, 2017, issued an executive order that set forth the framework for the president's authority under the Immigration and Nationality Act, et cetera, to stop people from coming here. Mm-hmm. And the only—now, here's the thing. He's got those soldiers still parked there, 
they, so far as I remember, there's like only 650 times two, about 1,300 people that made an attempt to get in the United States. Am I correct? That's about it, right. Yeah. But keep keep still- in mind that, that, that if you look at the entire border, somewhere between eight and 10,000 people cross the border illegally every month anyway. So this yeah. issue of an invasion because six or 7,000 people stretched over a month and a half walking on foot, some barefoot, make it to the border with the United States is somehow some dangerous invasion. How can that possibly be when you have 10 times that number that come every month anyway? This is just hype that's being run by this 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 man who he, he just can't help himself from seizing on half facts, facts and non-truths and hyping those things so that he can promote his, you know, uh, American nationalist, if not worse, nationalist uh, agenda. Well, he's ab- he's actually abusing the troops by making them to be stay down there till yep. Christmas. Yep. They have there's no reason for them to even be there. Yep. In fact, they would have been better sent to help with the fire control in California if they had been allowed to do that. Is uh, that or the National Guard? I mean, and, and one my, my last point is this: the CIA should either be suspended or. These people that work in the CIA should revolt against this president because there has been, and this was on the TV, I just got it today, there was a tape recording of the Saudi prince telling his brother, who is a was the U.S. Uh, ambassador to the United States, mm-hmm. they had the tape recording of it right. to, get rid, to get rid of the oh, Khashoggi. 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 Right. Right. I, I, I mean, and yet we have a president who abuses the army and and then tells you that the CIA and he told us as long as Putin told them a couple of times that he didn't have anything to do with election or if this prince says, oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. He'll accept the dictator's word over our own CIA. What good is the CIA if it's not being used properly? What were Trump's exact words? He said, well... The, 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 the prince told me that he didn't have anything to do with it. He, he told me this five times. He said it stridently. He said it five times. I believe him. The same thing he said about Putin in relation to the Russian uh, uh, attack, uh, on the continuing Russian attack uh, on the United States using uh, cyberspace. Yeah, last point. Jim Acosta well, he just got his pass back, but he has only a two-week duration on that, and the right. court has to rule on it. Yep. But I, they said on uh, MSNBC a couple days ago that there's that they have inside information that they they definitely want to get rid of uh, Acosta because he's a thorn in the side of the president. I'll leave it at that on this drippy day, and I'll <laughs> say congratulations, you'll be... You finally right. made the big one. <laughs> there you go. Thanks. Thanks, Tony. All right. All right. All right. We'll see you next week. Let's take our first break. Uh, our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. If you can't get in on that number, it's 803. Uh, what is it? Oh, the phones are fine? Okay. So you don't have to get all the other numbers. So we'll see you on the side of the break here at Think Again. Think Again.
Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Dell's Black Friday sale for small business is on. Save up to 50% with massive deals on office essentials like computers with 8th gen Intel Core processors and the latest servers. Even other top brand electronics are on sale. Plus, get free shipping on everything. Quantities are limited. Dell's small business technology advisors can help you find the right tech for your business needs at Black Friday prices. Just call 877 by Dell or visit Dell.com slash SB Black Friday. That's 877 by Dell. There are three things every homeowner wants their home to be. Smarter, safer, and more fun. What if I told you you could do all three in one product? Introducing the OneLink Safe and Sound, a hardwired smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm with a premium home speaker and Amazon Alexa voice assistant in one sleek device. Built with first alert safety technology and providing an immersive, great sound experience, the Safe and Sound elevates any home. Learn more at onelink.firstalert.com. That's onelink.firstalert.com. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN This is the weekend that's the opening up of the Christmas shopping season. You know, it's supposed to be the Christian holiday or, you know, observance season, but we sort of lost the observance part of the uh, the holiday. We seem to be more focused on the uh, the, the, the shopping uh, part of it, you know, than we are, or, or the, uh, the sales part of it, than we are the actual celebration of the holiday. But, you know, that's the, that's the world that we live in. I wanted to kind of re help us understand what I'm what I'm talking about in relation to uh, this uh, information that we we learned from this uh, former census director who had been studying the census dynamic over the course or census trends uh, over the course of the past four or five years, who had come to the conclusion based on what the census stated that 
if patterns hold, by 2044, uh, uh, less than half of the population of the United States would be persons that you could describe as white or generally as Euro-Caucasian human beings. And I want to come back. I'm going to grab uh, Frank just a second here, but I want just to put a postage stamp on that. I'm going to come back and talk about that again because we seem to be framing the issue, I think, based on a premise that is a false premise. In other words, it can't be that the issue before American people is whether or not we're majority white or majority black. The issue before American people, I would think, would be, are we going to continue to be a democratic nation in which we have the freedoms uh, to speak, the freedom to associate, the freedom to uh, to buy, the freedom to go to a hotel, the, 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 the freedom to run for office, the freedom to be ourselves and to work our differences out by talking to one another as opposed to working our differences out by fighting with one another. Are we going to be the America that we have come to know? Are we going to become Amer- an America similar to the America that we see in places overseas? where they're bombing grocery stores, they're bombing churches, you know, they're in constant uh, strife and struggle with each other. That's what I think uh, we need to be concerned about. But let me grab Frank in Niagara Falls and get his thoughts on this or something else on this holiday weekend. Hi, Frank. How are you doing out there? Hey, Nathan. Uh, You know, the problem here is Republicans in the past were rarely held accountable for their violations. Mm -hmm. I might have said this before on your show, but, you know, Italian-Americans got an old saying about Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. You you know, Rudy got rid of the mafia in New York City, and then Republicans took over organized crime. How about that? Right. Yeah. But, you know, how come when poor and minority nonviolent offenders are charged with crimes, it's called law and order, but when rich Republicans are investigated, it's a witch hunt? Mm-hmm. You know, I see, uh, I see these Republicans finally getting held to account for the years of crimes and misdemeanors, and, and you want us to believe it's some deep state conspiracy? Right. You know, Nathan, they don't hand out indictments for nothing, you know? I mean, they do have to go to courts and produce proof for this stuff. And you know how hard it is to get an indictment against a public official. I mean, you need to bring cameras and, you know, uh, eyewitnesses, you know, and and fingerprints. You got to have everything uh, locked down to get to get an indictment against those folks to to call this stuff. How can it be a, a witch hunt? When you got 22 people that have already been indicted, you got four or five people that are in jail already, uh, one who's still facing, or two facing sentencing, you know, right now. How can that be a witch hunt when you've got the, the fruit is already in the basket? It <laughs> just doesn't make any sense, right? Well, you know, I mean, just because these local Republican voters would reelect an indicted felon for the New York 27th, yeah. you know, doesn't mean everybody accepts these guys, you know, keep getting away with things that would get the average citizen fired and prosecuted. But it is instructive about what's going on in our public that you could have someone who is indicted and not indicted based on inferences. This man is on tape on the White House lawn committing a crime on the White House lawn on a phone being taped committing the crime. Okay, And, and the people that right, the people in the 27th still voted for him on the basis that, well, we know that he's going to probably get uh, convicted of this thing. But when he gets convicted, 
then we'll be able to re- appoint another Republican. It's more important to us to keep this seat in Republican hands rather than have it in the hands of uh, someone else because integrity is not the issue. It's it's power. <laughs> that seems to be what yeah. the case is, right? Yeah. Well, you, you know, back when Rudy Giuliani was the United States attorney, he went after a friend of mine. And, and, and this wasn't a bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, uh, how you say, the best among us. Mm. And, and all my friend did is introduce one guy to another guy, and Rudy's law hounded my friend, took most of his money, ruined his reputation and financial standing, and drove my, the poor guy to suicide. Oh, God. And, and now that the feds are finally going after rich guys, you want us to feel sorry for the GOP con artists? You know, good luck with that fight. Mm. And, and you've got to admit, the Trump family and the cronies been getting away with a lot of indiscretion, sexual abuse, corruption, racism, lawsuits, Trump University fraud. Well, what, 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 about, what about just picking up your, your personal telephone and calling other people in governments here and abroad and discussing what's supposed to be protected conversations using your own personal cell phone? And, uh, you you know, it was lock her up for uh, Mrs. Clinton. Who's saying lock Ivanka Trump Trump up? Nobody. Exactly, Nathan. (laughs) Hey, thank you so much for the time today. All right. Thanks, Frank. All right. So I just want to come back and, 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 and explore this thought out with you. When I, when, when I talk about this idea that, that, that is expressed that the uh, increasing number of minority uh, uh, persons in this country uh, means that it's increasing the number of Democrats uh, in the country, I think that that's a false uh, narrative. Number one, this idea that Democrats are, are all liberals or all pro- progressives is a false statement in and of itself. Democrats are, 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 are a whole range of things. In fact, if we remember, the Democrats were the big tent party, party in the first place uh, following the uh, Civil Rights Act. And you had Bull Weevil Democrats and you had uh, Social Democrats all in the same party. Uh, when we talk about this issue of, of, of liberals, I try to give you a little bit of an understanding of that. Liberals are... Uh, economic liberals are people that use the uh, uh, taxes to achieve what they consider to be uh, socially desirable goals, uh, like national or universal health care, stronger job, job growth, things like that. Uh, economic liberalism focused on using government's treasury as a means to an end, uh, whether those ends are better health care uh, through Medicare, Medicaid, uh, job growth t- through uh, tax credits, or uh, more robust export businesses, uh, corporate subsidies, through corporate subsidies. The idea is that taxpayer dollars can help individuals afford uh, bare necessities and entice institutions to support the common good. Progressives don't see it quite the same way. Economic progressives uh, see the government as setting parameters and channeling capitalism's profit motive into social priorities and preventing that profit motive from spinning out of control. Uh, Economic progressives work through government to get laws passed, setting food safety standards, for example, minimum wage uh, uh, and labor laws, uh, financial uh, 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 market rules and enforcement agencies. Uh, Regardless of their impacts on profits, the social good takes precedent over profitability. Business has to find a way to, to do both social good and be profitable under the uh, economic progressives orientation. 
Now, obviously, these two views overlap, but they're not the same view. Clearly, if if America actually practiced the democracy that it preaches, the African and the Hispanic populations would be the last minorities that Americans would have to fear. There are likely no other populations in the United States that are more loyal to and more desirous of a democratic nation than the African and Hispanic Americans. Having been denied equality by every institution of this country for centuries, to finally see those barriers and behaviors fall would give these groupings of Americans the sense of peace and security they have been denied throughout their existence. It is the American nationalists, it is the neo-Nazis, it's the ethnocentrists that are the threat to the American democracy. It is they who, who use the tools of government to prevent people from participating in self-government. It, it is they who cheat who lie, who abuse, who deny, who prevent, and who conspire to undermine uh, America. Let me get John in Rochester on, then we'll get Ron on. Uh, let me get uh, John first. John, how are you doing out there? Hey, Nathan, I'm doing, was, doing great. Uh, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. I did. It was great. I H- how was helping. yours? I, I have I have three helpings, uh, <laughs> and then and then a lot of dessert on top of there it. There you go. There you go. That's a true Thanksgiving patriot, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Here, you know, I, I've got to I got to correct the uh, record a little bit. Uh, other John called uh, last week and and said that uh, I called um, Andrew McCabe and uh, Bruce Orr uh, had been indicted for crim- crimes. Uh, what I did say is this, uh, that they're being investigated on a criminal basis, not indicted. So I, he should clean out his ears. And by the way, he calls me reactionary John. Well, I'll, I'll take that, but I'm going to call him Stalinist. I'm going to call him Stalinist <laughs> other John. Okay, so now we're going to go through the heightening up each that's week. Right. We're, right. we're, we're going to increase the tone in the rhetoric, right? That's right, that's right. <laughs> Well, I'm not, I'm not going to participate. So I'll let you say what you say, but <laughs> but I'm, I'm not I'm not going but down I that road. Correct the record. He was false in his statement. So I, I want you to I, I, I'll accept that, but I want to I want to ask you a quick question. Yeah. This uh, uh, young lady, uh, 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 Ivanka Trump, she was, from my understanding, something like eleven or twelve hundred phone calls she made on her own personal phone, right. uh, not a State Department phone. Uh, that were calls that were being made to other people in government or other people in other governments. And those are supposed to be the kinds of calls, say again, and email, uh, uh, and email. She was making these uh, email uh, 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 transactions or, 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 or messages and these telephone messages on non-secure uh, phones. The very same issue with regard to Mrs. Clinton, I know that 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 people will like you will probably say, well, uh, it hasn't been proven that what Ivanka uh, 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 sent was uh, classified or not classified. Let's let's set that issue aside because the classification issue almost always happens post uh, uh, transmission in the first place. So let's not go down that road. Let's let's just talk about the fact that what Mrs. Ivanka or excuse me, Mrs. Trump, uh, Ivanka Trump was doing seems to me to be, if, if not identical, as close to identical as you can be to what Mrs. Clinton was doing. Mrs. Clinton's server, by the way, was the same server that President Obama used when he was president. 
and he just simply kept that server. It was already a cleanse, secure server in the first place. I'm not saying that that makes it right. I'm just saying that was the that was what that server was all about. But why do we not hear any uh, press from everybody every day, Benghazi, locker up, et cetera, uh, with regard to Ivanka Trump doing the exact same thing that Clinton, or that, that Trump has built his entire campaign around? Well, actually, I heard a lot about it, the criticism of Ivanka Trump, by the, definitely by the left and some people on the right also. But but uh, the, the Clinton uh, violations were much more serious. I mean, she, she had a, pr- a private server set up specifically to avoid the government. And uh, uh, this, from what I... Well, I, well, I, I know what, it's true that she had a private server, and, and it was specifically to avoid not necessarily the government. It was to avoid being hacked. Her server never got hacked, even though attempts were made to attack it. They were never successful. Let me just say, state. Now, this is this is not me. This is not, not an opinion. This is published. The well, State Department, the, the State Department servers have been t- attacked, attacked, or have been uh, hacked. That's where a lot of the information that you found out here on WikiLeaks came from, because they were successful in hacking uh, State Department servers. Their servers were less secure than the server that Mrs. Clinton had in her basement. She was actually being more protective rather than less protective of government correspondence using her server as opposed to the State Department server. My point is, irrespective of that argument, the, the structure of what took place was in violation of established policy. Established policy was if you're doing a state-level business, you have to do that on a state-secured device, a server and a phone. And that was the issue with Mrs. Clinton. That is the exact same issue, whether you call it as egregious or not, it's still the exact same issue. Uh, calling it less egregious is saying that if I go someplace and rob a million dollars from somebody and I go some other place and rob a $10,000 from somebody, the 10000 was less egregious than the million dollars, I'm not going to get a different sentence. I'm going to get the same sentence regardless of whether the amount you know, was 10 times higher or 100 times a, a higher or better. So the issue of whether it was egre- as egregious or not as egregious is not the point. The point is that it was if if the assertion that Mrs. Clinton's stuff was illegal, then what was happening with Ivanka Trump also has to be equally uh, illegal. Well, I, I disagree with your, your point. Uh, that as far as Clinton certainly... <laughs> Who would have thought that goes, you would disagree? <laughs> the Clinton server goes, that, that, was, uh, that was hacked, and, there hasn't, and for the problem right now is that's uh, being still investigated. No, that, her, I just want you to know, it was not her server that was attacked that the emails came from that were published by WikiLeaks and the other criminal conspirators. Well, they, they, they don't know exactly. Uh, no, what, they, they got happened. those they emails. Still the, they, they still don't have the information. They, I just they, they, they got I just those emails. They got those emails from the Democratic National Committee's uh, 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 servers, not from Mrs. Clinton's server. But 
I got to get Ron on before the end of this hour. I appreciate okay. you, Ron. All right, uh, 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 John, uh, I- I'll talk to you next week. We're going to take our last break, then I'm going to get Ron on for Chitawaga. So if you all stick with us, we will sit us out of the break here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. My family's well-being is what I'm all about. And now with Caseta by Lutron, I've got that peace of mind. Caseta is a smart home lighting system I control from my phone. It's like magic. I was out of town last week and had set the porch lights to come on at dusk. So my family felt safe, like I was there. Caseta by Lutron. Simple to use, simple to set up. Discover how Caseta smart lighting controls can upgrade your life at casetowireless.com. Welcome home to peace of mind. In America, the zip code you're born into can determine your future. If this baby was born a couple miles away, his chances of dropping out of school skyrocket. Born five miles farther, his chances of experiencing violent crime rise. But just one town over, his chances at a healthier life improve. At The Y, our programs help all kids thrive, no matter where they're from. Donate to your local Y at ymca.net slash for a better us. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 Watt ESPN 1520. My true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. There we go. And I just I, I just received something off air that I was uh, something was p- reported wrong. They were not referring to, to, to John as John the reactionary. They were referring to John as the Rochester reactionary. Just want to make sure we got that cleared up. Uh, so let me get Ron and Chief Dewag and get his thoughts. Ron, how you doing out there? Ron, did I lose you? Yeah, can you oh, I got you now, yep. Yeah, okay, so, uh, I'm on the phone here. Anyway, um, yeah, that's my second favorite Christmas song uh, behind uh, uh, Nat King Cole's uh, uh, The Christmas Song. But uh, And I've heard so many neat parodies of, of that, including, remember Alan Sherman's version of it? Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Still, yeah okay. Uh, you would think that this, this new controversy over Ivanka's uh, private uh, server and that type of thing. You would think. I mean, they they can argue and, and try to turn it into a uh, 
you know, a, a trivial thing, but you would think that with him basically building his whole campaign, all that lock her up business that for basically the right. better part of a year and a half, yep. you would think the last thing they would do is he would have had a meeting or his chief of staff because he's had what three or four of them so mm-hmm, far. Mm-hmm. But you would you would think this? Okay, look, folks, no private mail servers, no private phones. Everything that's for anybody working for the White House uh, has to have go through official channels. But no, he has a iPhone that apparently uses all the time, yep. and they, they claim that their Chinese and Russians are monitoring it. Yep. And, uh, uh, and then now Ivanka with her own, uh, you know, private email, email server. It just, it just shows you the absolute unbounded arrogance that they have. Well, when Hillary does it, she lock her up. When we do it, well, it worked perfect, so there's no problem. I mean, right. And he keeps repeating this. He did it in that... Uh, interview with Wallace, and Wallace wouldn't point out, I guess, he's your fox, you can't go too far, mm-hmm. even when you sound critical, you got to fake it, kind of. But you would think that 33,000 email thing has been disproven. They, under very withering, you know, Republic cracker fire here, uh, Comey says he's, he doesn't know where they're getting this from. It's just not true. He did. There's no evidence she deleted 33,000 emails. Right. Uh, they're, they're apparently servers that anybody running any kind of server routinely deletes uh you know automated thing i if you can check your own email if you go online i usually use a pop three or, or imap client right, locally right, right. But, I, but, I, I get 330 340 sometimes 400 emails a day well, every yeah. single and, day <laughs> and if if you do not clear them if you delete them on the server they go off the server automated or, or you know over Every 30 days, your right. crash or whatever gets empty. And so he keeps repeating that over and over. And nobody in the Fox are going to challenge him in that. But I mean, so, but I mean, you would think that, that they wouldn't do that. It would just be, you know, he, got, he won the presidency because of that, what happened around the 28th of October. Yep. You would think that they would not do that. But they just, just shows you the incredible arrogance of, 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 of people that are in there now. It's just, it's just absolutely crazy. Anyway, uh, the main reason I called before that is this, this whole thing about this. This uh, apparently a lot of white people. I don't know why I'm not like that. I was brought up in an all-white neighborhood with an all-white family, but a lot of white people are terrified by the statistical idea that by the middle of the century that non uh, uh, that non-white European uh, people will be. A majority, and then, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, different falsities about that too. But the, one of the biggest things that's never ever mentioned, at least when I was growing up, uh, most Hispanics did not consider themselves, you know, in the same camp as African Americans. Right. They, I mean, and look, the Cubans tend, and and even up until very recently, up until the Southern strategy really took hold under Reagan in the Republican Party, many Mexican-Americans who were devout Catholics would have voted Republican, okay? Now, of course, since the 80s, the Republican Party has decided it's going to use the, at this point, uh, the still majority white status of most or of many voters to use that as a strategy and vilify the non-white Europeans. If they continue to do that, they're going to have a lot of trouble, even even with the voter suppression and everything that's going on. But, I mean, this idea that, I, I, and I get this from even people, white people that I know that are, seem to be reasonable on a lot of issues, they seem to be terrified by this idea. It'll be 48.4% uh, white and 50, 
non-white European by 2050 or something. And And in that definition of non-white is really a stretchy, specious kind of definition. You you got people that are like one-sixteenth, you know, Hispanic, and and they're not considered to be white. They're considered to be what? I mean, you you couldn't tell that they were Hispanic with a microscope. So, <laughs> well, I know, but there seems there seems to really be a thing for some people, and as I I, I don't know, maybe because I went to an integrated school from first to fifth grade, I don't I never had a problem. There was a couple Hispanics and, and several uh, African Americans, but some people who are, have not exposed to, and of course the Republicans need to play on that fear. A lot of these this anti-immigrant stuff is the same thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> nobody ever mentions the fact that all this talk about the immigration and the invasion and all this stuff. When Trump came into office, we were at a 22-year low for illegal immigration, according to ICE. So uh, nobody seems to report that at all. Uh, it, they make it sound like there's this massive influx of people on a, on a regular basis that's much worse than it ever was or something. Well, I tell you, in my view, what is really going on is Trump and, and his crew aligned with Vladimir Putin and their crew and these uh, uh, Le Pen type, you know, uh, uh, so-called conservatives, white conservatives in, in, in Europe, across Europe and Poland and Czechoslovakia and so on, they have seized on this idea based in part on a kernel of truth. Obviously, there's a lot more immigration coming much more quickly, not as a result of people being born uh, to immigrants, but from just more and more immigrants showing up as adults on the shores of these countries. They've taken that issue, which is a uh, sort of a social economic uh, uh, issue, how you manage this this reality. They've turned that into a just a uh, a, a, um, an attitude, you know, uh, 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 towards uh, all immigrant immigrants, period, if they're not uh, European uh, Caucasian uh, uh, persons moving around within uh, the continent of Europe, and that same spirit, you know, has been resurrected in the United States. A spirit that, by the way, has al- always been in this country. They've just tapped in into it, and th- they've made it appear as if, you know, the 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 immigration issue is a threat to the democracy issue in these countries. That part is just specious. I don't know of any people that I know that I've ever met that are more loyal to American democracy than African-Americans. African-Americans will kill for democracy. 25% of the people in the American armed forces are African-Americans because African-Americans, despite only being 13% of the population, are doubly represented in the armed forces because African-Americans really like democracy. (laughs) Democracy is protection, you know, for African-Americans. Uh, And I think that's true for the vast majority of Hispanic Americans. This is just nonsense. You know what people are are, are saying. They're just projecting stuff that is in their heart. They're so worried that what will be done to them will be what they have done as the majority to other people. That's what they are concerned about when that's not in the spirit of the people they're worried about at all. Yeah, okay. Well, that's... that's, uh uh, I, again, it, it's been milked for all it's worth as part of the divide and conquer 
thing. Absolutely. And of course, you, you must have read that uh, book I referenced to, uh, Malcolm Nance's book. At, uh, yeah, in fact, I yeah. was just uh, uh, going through that this morning before I came down. And, and he really focused on that very issue that you were just describing. He spends probably 20 pages just on that issue. Yes, and, and that, uh, that it looks as if Russian intelligence out of St. Petersburg there has been trying to organize those groups, and up to and including even to a degree in this country, yep. to further Russian uh, foreign policy aims. And, uh, and that's, that's the interesting thing. This is a, Nance is a uh, uh, Reagan Republican, too, so he's, he's not some, you know... He's no Pollyannish, you know, liberal and so on. Absolutely. Yeah, so, that's really interesting stuff. And there's another book I'm going to refer you to. It's it's interesting how it's different a little bit, the white supremacist movement in Europe, because the social safety net and social programs are so well entrenched there that they're trying to outflank the left there by say, by using the idea that, you know, these their universal health care and their uh, uh, food programs and that type of thing, uh, that they should be preserved for white European people mm -hmm. as opposed to the immigrants. Now, in the United States, they haven't done that yet. I, don't, I wonder if that, that's interesting. He, the author never makes a point in this book. It's called Go Back Where You Came From. Uh, and uh, I, the, the author's names, I don't have them right here in front of me. I'm going to send you forward the, the name, though. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, uh, in the United States, usually the right wants to get rid of the social programs and uh, view it in, in, as a negative, whereas in Europe, the, the white supremacist groups are using the existence of their uh, more uh, extensive social programs and saying, well, yeah, but th th you can't give those away to the immigrants. Right, right. Okay, that, well, that, go that's ahead the hustle. Awesome. Thanks a yeah. lot, and we won't see you for two weeks, I guess? Yeah, I guess. I guess we have the basketballs coming on yeah, next, uh, week, so. next week. Okay, yep. thanks. We'll see you. All right, take care. Appreciate you. Okay. And so uh, w just before I, um, I, I bring on our, 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 our next caller, I just want to hit this real quick. You know, in spite of the despicable behaviors that uh, seem to be fomented by these deniers of democracy that I referred to earlier, 10% of, of uh, African Americans and virtually 30% of Hispanic Americans actually voted for Hollow Man, i.e. Donald Trump believing that despite his racism, his policies would produce better results than those espoused by Hillary Clinton. The idea that Democrats and non-minorities are Republicans automatically is patently ridiculous. Every American votes his or her pocketbook or whatever they see as their own self-interest. Professional athletes raised in economically terrorized communities, when they get fat, they vote Republican because they want to pay less taxes. So let's not behave as if we don't understand what's going on here. I want to grab Other John first, and we may be able to grab Tony before we get to the end of this hour. Let me grab Other John real quick. Other John, how are you doing out there? Oh, not bad weather aside. Uh -huh. That's all right. We can get through it. It's better but than anyway, snow. <laughs> uh, a couple of things. First, I, I won't mention the Cretan by name. Okay. But if you're really bored and have nothing else to do, you can pull the tape and listen to him uh, claim that McCabe and Ort were charged mm -hmm. as charged with the sea. But that's uh, not really important. What is important is the fact that we have not been talking at all about Whitaker. That's true, yep. Uh, who is a crook. Right. He, number one, he, is, uh, he shouldn't have been appointed because he wasn't approved by the Senate. That's clear, okay? 
that's uh, Article Two, uh, Paragraph Two, or Article Two, Section Two, Paragraph Two. Right. Okay. And also, he was involved with World Patent Marketing, that got fined twenty-six million dollars because they were swindling their customers. Right. And uh, and Whitaker took part personally, trying to intimidate at least one complaining customer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he needs to go. But nobody's talking about that. Yep. But you know what? If, if, the, if the guy uh, that lives east of Buffalo had a law degree, he could probably be an assistant at uh, USDA. <laughs> but, uh, also, he could get a job there. Incompetence and being bust don't, don't hurt. But uh, talking about Trump himself, if you take a look at all the boxes he's checked uh, about the Khashoggi murder, Mm-hmm. He has lined himself up as being an accessory after the fact. He sure is. And you, all you have to do is just look up the qualifications for that, and you got it. He should be charged. Anyway, that's my two cents for this week. All right, other John, good analysis. Let me grab t- Tony, and we'll close the hour. Tony, how are you doing again? Whoops, did I, did I miss you? Tony, there you go. Yeah, I'm happy to be with you. The Gaudi, in the Gaudi hearings. Remember Gowdy had... Right, Kurt Gowdy, uh, right. And he had uh, Secretary Clinton up there for 11 hours in one session. Yep. 11 hours. Yep. Here's the, here's the history lesson. A president who is elected, like Bill Clinton, who was legally elected, is entitled to have his own server installed in his own house. Okay. That server that John refers to is not Hillary Clinton's server. It was expressly put in. It was paid for by the U.S. government, and it was installed by government employees. And it was done, it was his personal server. So he did not have a personal server in that house. There you go. He may have used that server, but that. Secondly, on that same issue... When President Trump kept saying 33,000, I told your audience that's nothing but a big lie. Because in order for the emails to be processed, they had to have someone hired as a forensic expert by the United States government to go through all her mails and separate them from private email from the public record. You're talking about the Ivanka. It's all about public record. There is a distinction because Clinton was Secretary of State. But as far as the server goes, it was her husband's. It was President Clinton and installed specifically by a government employee who was certified by the government for his usage. So all of this nonsense about 33,000 emails. They don't exist. Yep. So they keep talking they about hurt. something that there's no 33,000 emails to find in the first place. That's the point, right? And when he made that call on July 17th of 2016, as I remember it, right. Russia, please find and get these 33,000. Will you please help us find these 33,000 uh, emails? He was implicating himself in a conspiracy to get stolen property to try to get stolen records. Yep. Okay, thank you for your kindness. All right, thanks, Tony. Great job. 
And I hope all of you had a very happy uh, Thanksgiving, that all of your family are intact, that everybody is still here, everybody's doing well. Uh, we look forward to the launch of another, uh, another year. Uh, hope that you all are going to have uh, a good opportunity to celebrate the local teams we have here. Uh, our football team and our University of Buffalo basketball team are doing quite well. Hopefully our hockey team is doing quite well. So we got three out of four. Hopefully our fourth one will just start to climb onto, onto the successful bandwagon. So thank you all out there for listening, for listening to and supporting us here at The World. I'll think again. Think again. We'll see you all next week. been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at the same time for more Think Again.